All right, welcome to the Prince Podcast. This is a special, special edition. I know I always say that, but this is a special, the special edition of the podcast. And we're going to be doing uh, a commentary to the movie Under the Cherry Moon. Yeah. Yes, that's right. You've heard that. Yeah, that's right. That's your average show. We're going to do what Prince and Jerome and all those other people should have done is to do a commentary track for the movie. And we're going to start with Under the Cherry Moon. So that's what we're doing today. So here's how you're going to want to listen to this if you choose to do it in this manner. Well, before I, I, quickly, before I go into that, and this is a long movie, so I'm not going to spend too much time, we want to welcome our roundtable of experts in the Prince critique world in the Prince fandom. We have Big Ken in the house. How are you, sir? I'm good. What's happening, y'all? Chilling. We also have yeah. Pete Double. What's up? Double trouble and ready for ready for some more. All right. And we also have Mr. Day dropping. What's going on, sir? What's going on? What's going on, fellas? You ready right. to do this? And then you have myself, Michael Dean. We want to give a quick shout. This is where I'm going to, you know, I talked about being humble and humility. I'm going to humble myself here and give a special shout out to Moon Satellite. Unfortunately, he could not make it this afternoon through my mistake. That's my, my, I apologize on that. So he's going to be here in spirit. We also give a big shout out to Big Sexy and Sack and Spontane. With that said, we give a big shout out to you, the listener. So let's get into this commentary. Here's how we're going to do this. What you're going to do is take your DVD. You can go put it in your DVD player right now. Go to scene one. You know, in the menu, you can go to scenes. Go to the very first beginning of the movie, scene one. And go all the way that your uh, time on the DVD player is zero all the way out. So just zero, 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 and just pause it right there. Okay? And I'm going to give you a couple seconds to do that. Obviously, you can always pause what I'm saying and, and get prepared and come back. So I'll give you five seconds. One, two, three, four. Print should have been a micro thing. All right. Now. <laughs> all right, you got your DVD player all hooked up. So what I'm going to do, along with everybody here on the podcast, is we're, I'm going to count down from four. I'm going to go four, three, two, one, zero. And when I hit zero, you hit play. Okay? So everybody ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. Four, three, two, one. Zero. And then you should be hearing the sound of water in the woman's voice. Once upon a time in France. Yes, sir. The boy right. Good to go. Ah, all right. All right. We in business. Are we watching your boy play a little piano right now. Right. Yeah. And the crazy scarf on his head. Already he acting a fool with the cl- with the clothing. And, and just think about. It. I remember like when we first at the theater. You don't know what's about to happen in this movie. But at this point, just watching this, I was like, I'm about to see something. This is about to be good. <laughs> I mean, you still have all hopes, right? Yeah, because the last thing you saw was Purple Rain, so he's right. still a movie star at this point. And this is in black and white. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And <laughs> goes, look at his, look at Tricky's hair. God damn. Well, hold on, I was still looking at Mrs. Wellington's legs, man. Uh, Y'all messing up the vibe. Oh, man, no. <laughs> You know what's funny? Oh, go ahead. When this movie, I was gonna say when this movie came out in '86, there was a couple of movies that came out in black and white. I mean, it was kind of like it was a good time in cinema, in black cinema too. The Spike Lee was really 
in his heyday, and Prince was, I think, kind of part of that. Um, this is before that's Spike, awesome. though, wasn't it? Uh, this was way before Do the Right Thing. back in 86. Yeah, in 86, Spike Lee had another film. He had a film called She's Gotta Have It. Also I mean, She's Gotta, gotta have, have It. I'm sorry. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Nola okay. Dye. It's interesting, both of their film careers as directors shot off the same year and how different each one went. Wow. You know, Spike, with, Spike in his way and Prince in his own way. And, you know, Man. it just goes to show you when you have a certain talent, in one area, you should kind of focus on that. You know what, man? Yeah. This song should have been on the album. I, I was just about to say, I'm listening yeah, to this, man, have. and I'm, I'm just, this is such a gorgeous, gorgeous song on so many levels. I'm, I've always been upset that this was never officially released, you know, like, right. like the way you hear it. Right? You know, this would have been the perfect way to actually start off the Parade album, you know? Yeah. And it should have been on there, man. This is beautiful. I mean, the orchestrations in the background... Wow, you know, Big Ken. It, it to me, it, when you say that, it makes me think. Really, Prince could have put out a double album on this film. No doubt. Oh, I know, no doubt. And that yeah. would have been amazing. And he, who knows? There may still be a release of this music. I hope so, man. Because this is, you know, it's it's funny. As many times as I've seen this movie, I always am taken aback every time I see it at this part, at this just because of this this song, man. It's so expressive. It's a, it's a beautiful song. It's just a masterpiece, in my opinion, man. He needs to release it. <laughs> and, and he's, he's, he's killing me. He's killing me with these uh these looks he's giving to Miss yeah. Wellington, man, with the eyes, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those those are the man. eyes Jamie Foxx be talking about, man. Those are the eyes right there Jamie Foxx talks about. <laughs> I dare, I dare any one of you cats. To go out to the club right now and give the woman out there in the club those eyes and see what happens. Uh, hey, you might oh, get slapped man. up. Man. <laughs> might get arrested, actually. You know. But you know, this is pure Prince, isn't it? It's it's music musically amazing, uh, visually different, and he is funky but funny at the same time. So he doesn't, even though he's got that high level musicianship. He doesn't take it too seriously. He keeps it simple for the viewer to enjoy. Yeah. It's hard not to watch this part and just... This part is pretty much flawless. I mean, it's just like... If the rest of the movie, as you'll see, is on this level, it would just been beautiful. It could have just been a beautiful movie with piano all throughout. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, wow. The director of, the director of photography really shot this wonderful... Uh, and it's nice that the DVD came out in 16.9 wide. Yeah. And um, it's just, it, it has a vintage look to it, even though it was filmed in the 80s. It does look like, uh, it does have that 40s uh, film noir effect to it. I, I wonder, often wonder whose idea it was to go with black and white. But from what I've read, it was pretty much uh, the kid. So. Well, yeah, it was shot. In color, though, so originally. Do you guys think it would have been better in color? I mean, would it, the movie still have the same vibe? I think it would have a different vibe, but I think it would have probably visually looked a lot better. Mm-hmm. Just because the outfits, I, to me, his outfits aren't made to be in black and white. I could tell they're probably really colorful. and Yeah. Right, and especially from, from the stills that you've seen um, yeah. that are out there. He's, he's wearing some colorful stuff, man, but you just can't tell. I don't know. I think I, I would have to say I love the black and white vibe. It makes me remember the film. Not, I, I, not I, don't, I don't like it. It's just I oh, think yeah. it would be different. You know? Yeah, I agree. It's I not bad also, at all. 
also the way the 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 way uh, the Christopher Tracy character in many scenes he has a kind of Fred Astaire behavior in some of his scenes that are come in later in the film. It's almost as if he was studying those early actors because we all know he always goes back to the greats. And uh, of course, this is a great clip here, a film by Prince with the cigarette still burning and the money on the counter. Yeah. But he always Man, goes boom. back to those. And boom, right into this. Yeah. <laughs> he always goes back, and it's just a, you can see he did that as an actor, too. Yeah. He really, really did his thing. That's a nice shot, though, coming over the little Over the cliff, right yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. Then the black, this black and white does give it a, a, a unique uh, a unique flavor. It gives it that old uh, time vibe. It is it is nice. I, I just yeah. always wondered how it would be to view this in color, you know? See, but I think I, that this part right here confused me sometimes. Yeah. It, it, it seemed like it was showing events that I didn't necessarily know what was going on. Like just yeah, the, like the piano shop. That yeah. Kind of but you know you got to be gangster if you can buy a piano and put it out on the cliff, man. Yeah. <laughs> a rich <laughs> gangster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Call me Christopher. I, yeah. I guess here we learn that he's he's um a pian- a piano player in a bar and a gigolo. Yeah. Now here's a familiar theme that you you see in even Graffiti Bridge with the writing of the words on a piece of paper and, and you have to be able to read it really quickly before they go to the next scene. Here he establishes that he's still a player. That's a great shot. Caddy. How do you yeah. bring in a Miami now supposedly these he plays a character that's in France, south of France, from Miami and Hold on, here, here's the pimp walk out the car, man, with that little lean. <laughs> How did the they get outfit, the car from Miami out there? <laughs> that was cute. Get a job. Yeah. Now, this, now, this, this, part right, this to see that part right there back when it first came out, this was like a head buster to me as a Prince fan because you never saw him, you know, act like a normal person almost, or just be fun. Damn, Mike, you all up in my head, dude, because I was just thinking the same thing, man. Right. I remember just being like, man, is this the same cat that was in Purple Rain? Right. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. in Purple Rain, he barely said two words. You know, most of, most everything was just these crazy, you know, looks and whatnot. But in this one, he's just straight acting a fool, <laughs> right. man, just talking talking a lot of shit. And it's, it's great to see, you know. There's no more of that pimp walk right there, man. Yeah, but... Right. <laughs> Tell you, man. I remember this part uh, for the real geeked out cats. This was like one of the scenes that they showed on MTV from before Sheridan? the movie came yep. out. Yeah, that's right. From Sheridan, Wyoming, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh Lord. Oh man, you know what? I I, could, I was saying that word for word back in the theater. Me and fifteen <laughs> <Yeah>. other people. <laughs> Same <Yeah>. here. <laughs> <laughs> now let's see. There's one thing that no, I was saying, by, by getting the DVD from actually seeing this on VHS for years, I really saw like how much juice was in these brothers' hair. God damn. Especially Jerome. <laughs> Jerome's was like... <laughs> <laughs> His shit was deep fried, man. <laughs> I mean, straight up conk. I want to know how many buckets of grease they went through in the production of this battle. See, now here Prince is doing... Whoa. Uh, Already in the first five minutes he's he's giving a, a given credence to the old uh film noir era. 
wonder where that came from. All right, now here we go. I said that many a times, man. This is my favorite scene right here. Let it be known that this, I have a new term for this. This scene is (laughs) homosocial. What was this? Homo what? Homosocial. Okay. (laughs) Now... Point him out, guys. Point this him is out. a confusing scene. Why, why is he in the in the room with him as he's having a bath? To begin with, yeah. No, what I want to know is why he got his hat on in the tub. Well, that, that's the only thing that's concerning that's you. Got, I don't know. Yeah. You got no, that ain't, you got got that, that ain't the only thing. I'm just saying, there's a lot of things wrong with this scene on nu- on numerous levels. Look, look, look at Jerome. Look at Jerome. You look like you're looking down, huh? Look at him. Jerome. Okay. Notwithstanding the obvious jokes of this whole this whole era, I think why are you putting the flower petals in there, fam? What are you doing? I I think that they see themselves, their bodies as a business, because they are true gigolos and they don't give a damn. But why do you they answer the phone them. like that? Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jerome screwed up oh! my whole topic. Oh no! Here we go. Now, he's supposed here's to be Mike's naked. Here's Mike's part right here. What is he doing? Uh, uh. See. Uh, slip. Yeah. Uh. I never danced before. Almost social. Yeah. <laughs> Why is he doing? Look at Jerome. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I know, man. What? This, that scene needs to be explained, man. That's all I'm saying. You know, I just think, man, whoever wrote it thought it was funny. At the time, and it was just a little bit humor beyond most people's comprehension, man. It just uh, probably should have been left alone. But I wonder, is that like a style that they normally get down with in real life? Like, I mean, it's just... Cause the, problem I... with, the problem with Prince, <laughs> because we never get to see enough real life from him. So all we had, the majority of what we know, is stage acting. And so as a musician, you confuse... Reality with acting. He's spitting game in the phone, though. He's spitting game on the phone, though. Yeah, yeah. He like he getting into it a little more than he should be. <laughs> oh, with drone hanging over him. Mike, that works, though, man. I guess I got never been in an environment. That's all I'm just saying, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. F- I mean, it's still funny. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it's interesting. It's slightly disturbing. That's all. Yeah. It was a classic scene. And he puts the puddles or petals over him. This is a nice shot. Here we though. go to the birthday party. That is a nice shot. I remember in the theater hearing this music. I was like, what? Ooh, pimp. This type of stuff seems like this is pure Prince, like just the yeah, a little fun mm-hmm. little shots, kind of the overall theme. I remember when I went to go see this at the theater, man. This is where the movie lost a lot of people, man. They came there expecting to see, you know, something like Purple Rain because they were they were bugging out when they were seeing this stuff, man. Mm-hmm. And it could have been because it wasn't properly it's set up, wise. Yeah. That girl back there with the forehead, she looks, looks weird. Man, man. 
<laughs> I mean, there was a limited marketing. Um, I think from what I read, Warner Brothers, they weren't entirely happy with the product. And so they didn't see it as a great little indie movie that to sort of push for what it was. And they kind of just said, well, we wanted Purple Rain 2 and we got this, so fuck it. And it didn't seem like, because I've seen a lot of indie films get a lot promoted. A I always lot thought that was a 7-Up that's seven. <laughs> <laughs> seven okay. But it's pretty clear they could have they could have definitely put a little more muscle behind what the movie was trying to be, you know. But it was definitely ahead of its time. I mean, it, it it's taken years for me to kind of understand the movie and the storyline. It was balling Michael Jackson money right there, animals. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did they really explain what her dad did? What, what he, uh, we are, all we knew is he bribes government officials. I think in the in the scene before he there's a paper in the newspaper says an oil magnate's daughter. So I think uh, he was an oil oil man. Uh, this okay. this was this was uh was it Chris and Scott Thomas? This was her first role, right? Uh, first, her very first oh, yeah. role, yes. Yep. First major major role in a major. Nah, role. I thought they should have just went on and showed the whole shot. <laughs> yeah, why not? Well. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, I was 13 at the time, so yeah, they should have. <laughs> <laughs> and at this time, wasn't Prince living in France for a while, like full-time? Uh, yeah, he was up there in Thank you for the making. But, you know, it tripped me out when I was in the theater to hear this part when she's on the drums. I don't know if you guys know, but on, on Biz Marquis' first album, that last yeah. song, there's something for the radio, he samples this this little section right here when she gets on the really? drum. Yeah. Wow. The last track yeah. on the album. Also, also you know, Cool J did it as well. For yeah. Me. I didn't know whether he, it was sampled from here or whether Prince sampled it. Right here, right here when she starts the beat. Yeah. Wow, right there. Came, they, I, I never knew if, if, That's if a nice Prince had, had bit it off of Bismarck. Nah, it was, this is, Bismarck got it from there. Yeah, he got it right from here. So Marley Maul, I should say, did it. He must have sampled it off the VHS tape. Yeah. Cap was doing that back then. That was grimy, but effective. Then, uh, baby. Go ahead, baby. Yeah. Yeah. You listen to it. That's uh, the the same bass line. I don't know if you guys noticed that same bass line. Yeah, Yeah, uh, right. He sampled that whole little, probably about eight eight bars, maybe four Mm -hmm. eight bars. Mm-hmm. And that just shows you that's how. Look at that brother clapping back there in the bass. He happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here go the Prince. Look, y'all hear the Prince. Look, right oh, here it is. Here it is. Check it out. Here it is. This Just is a day dropping scene right here, boy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you got the little I'm curl. You, you cats got to go to the curl, club. Right. You got to go to the club and try this, man. I'm telling you. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to have your curl. You got to have your curl. You got to have a curl, pla- you know, Vaseline on your forehead, too. <laughs> Uh-oh. She's looking back like, oh, what you going to do? Like, what the heck? I'll tell you right now, I am guilty of putting my hand over my mouth just like that. I'm Did done. it work? Did it work? <laughs> he, is, he, is, he is strong, though. Now, here he, comes he that strong. beat right there. Yeah, that... Man, that should have been... Ah, it just sounds so filthy in there. Is that it? Is yeah. that it? That's me a vocal on there? Yeah, that's oh, a right. vocal beat. I, uh, all right, I wasn't sure because I know I've seen it on the credits, but I didn't know exactly where it came out. All right, with the, with, all right, the, with the beautiful Claire Fisher strings, baby. Yeah, it's just that classic Prince beat. It's a little doom, boom, boom. Claire Fisher has a big band that still performs once a month out here in Los Angeles, and um, he's still active with his son, who's helping him orchestrate these days. Still a talented orchestrator. 
Mm-hmm. Fireworks. Oh, she looks so good in this dress, this little velvet, thin crushed velvet. Her, it wraps her body just beautifully, shows her nice little curves off. I concur. I concur. Oh, yeah. She's she's beautiful. She still is, man. Actually, I just watched a movie, a new movie that she was just in the other day. Uh name escapes me, but I'll remember later. And she's got natural beauty about her. That's for sure. Yeah. I always thought she looked good in this, but for me at the time, I was like, this ain't Apollonia. This ain't, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, just like some badass. Yeah. Nah. I was like, mm-hmm. Prince. I was still waiting for the ill one to come in the movie. I thought it was like, some other chick is going to show up later. Man, I got to give me a, a suit like Tricky's, man. All glittery. Oh, tricky, tricky, tricky. Tricky just came up there all dainty. Hey, and tricky come. He daintied up in there, man. <laughs> tricky. I think, yeah, you know, throughout the whole movie, their whole sexuality is questionable. But at that time really in the awesome 80s, you know, androgyny was. The androgyny was making the prince and his and his bands millions, so they thought yeah. that was something was clicking. So they de- they decided to um, man. PW right, she's working that dress, though. She is working the yeah. dress yes, and indeed. the gloves too. I like the gloves. The gloves are a turn on for some reason. I like another the another MTV scene coming up. Oh uh, yeah, that's I right. That. Right when she throws that, that's right. The whole buddy scene, buddy. Man, we knew this word for word back then. <laughs> oh, yeah, out. we did. <laughs> Although I thought crazy. he said had a nice body. That's what I thought he said back then. No, I couldn't. When I was watching, when this came out, I couldn't really figure out what the hell he's got on. Is it a ja- Is it a two-piece suit? Is it a jumpsuit? Real quick, I, I was going to say, if you, if you notice, his hair is different. Yeah, it's all kind of mangled. It's like, it's like it's a shot at another time or something. I like to believe that he probably made the rounds with a few honeys here and there, and you know, because it's a lot more shinier. You tell it's not, and he's a little too far the front. from the water. He having the, the water reflecting on his face. He's he's too far from the pool. <laughs> it's a little <laughs> <over>. <laughs> but you know, those are little film tricks that that uh, you don't think about at the time. That's right. You think they'd be walking right on the water with that? Yeah, <laughs> they're right there by the stairs. You know how much prep time Christopher Tracy's got to do before he goes? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's over the top. The whole thing is bombastic over the top. His hair is different again. Well, you know. Yeah, it is. You're right. Can't keep it quaffed like that for 12 hours a day. They're going to have to touch well, it up. Well, he just walked up. He just changes hair from the stairway to the. <laughs> yeah. Got my perm continuity? Who's the perm continuity <laughs> person, man? It's interesting. All the women, all the women have their hair swept up in the scene. I guess he he wanted all the women with their hair up. Yeah, the hair swept to the side, man. That's the way. All of the women, their hair up, and then here come your boy. Oh, I was slightly disappointed face. back then because I thought they was gonna perform this song. I mean, because the song was just fire. I was like, ah. Oh. Then I realized you wasn't really gonna see no song performances in the movie per se. Yeah. Kind of disappointing a little bit. It was kind of difficult to understand what the people are at, what the conversation actually was, and why it was important. A lot of times in the film, the uh, you know the uh, the script kind of you had to kind of figure out why they're talking about who the heck is Jonathan calling. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. you'd have to catch up a few minutes later. You know, 
but uh, just with a little trivia, the baseline on this is still the baseline that was playing on the Planet Rock part as well. Same baseline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's always the case in a Prince movie. Visually incredible, musically incredible script. You're kind of stumbling through and accepting it because it's Prince. You know? uh, this cat on the phone is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably uh, Prince and one of Prince's managers or somebody. <laughs> Now, fellas, never call your girl like this. It's not going to work. It's not going to work, exactly. <laughs> this is not a day-dropping move. This is day-rising <laughs> move. They're coming up. <laughs> they right back that's, up, that's, man. That's gangster sitting on somebody's couch eating grapes, man. It's like, remember when Rick James said uh, he was on uh, Eddie Murphy's couch with his boots on? Yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Dave Chappelle, <laughs> there, it, that, there you go. With the boots on the couch. On the couch. She is just straight giving him attitude this whole scene. You ain't bad enough to do it yourself. (laughs) That's right. Now, what's with the tiger pose, man? Can y'all explain that to me? That's for the ladies, man. He just thinks she's going to go for this shit. He's going to be pleasant. He's going to be rudely surprised that she ain't fallen for it the first time. She's going to have his ass taken out in a minute. And, you know... Makeup game. He just got it caked on, boy. Check out Princess' facial expressions when she's yelling at her. That's right. And all the younger viewers that are watching, you have to... I have to say... Rain, all the cats, and go. It's where the older cats watching us... You got to tell the younger guys in the '80s, people didn't walk around dressed like this. Prince had his own fashion sense, and his movie, people dressed in the movie, he was that had a big influence. His, I, I forget it was Marie, someone, I forget who did his. Who uh, did the, Marie the France or something like that. Marie yeah. France, that's right. Yeah, and and he had a he had a vision, and he was obsessed with Paisley at that time, and uh, he just wanted everything <laughs> different. You see, they're both wearing Paisley patterns. Count money. Girl, they got no yeah. home train. Count, count the francs. <laughs> I have to say, I still use that home training all today, that, that, that phrase. <laughs> it's a good line. Yeah. No. Oh, there's, there's many lines from the tool you can still use. I still use to this day, and that says what? I still use that. Yeah, man, I call my white cabbage head every now and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got to use the cabbage head line, man. That's right. Oh, now why do they have wait people work there with French, like 16th century French wigs on? Is really a stretch. She's down there with an 80. That booty call. Uh oh, it's a booty call. She left the She's leaving the door open. Coming to do your job. It's time to go to work. Uh oh, uh oh, the door's open. This is time to go to work. Tricky, you got to find a way home, chump. <laughs> <laughs> there, Prince does another one of his little voices. His voices yeah. yeah, I love that, man. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. He was off the wall with those outfits, man. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he finds another. And this piano was amazing, this, this old piano. I don't know uh-huh. where they found it, but... He must have been thrilled to play an old thing like that. Looks like 200 years old or something. More Prince comedy. He's really a funny cat on film when he wants to be. 
Yeah. I suspect he acts like this a lot behind the scenes, man, in his normal environment. Yeah, I kind of get that, too. It just seems like it's so natural what he's doing, how he's acting. That's why I, I dug this movie so much, man, because I think this is probably the closest that we will see publicly of him acting like he probably does behind the scenes, man. Yeah. Although this is just a glimpse. You know, some of it is over the top. but It's either he's the one of the most brilliant actors in the world and can jump into that type of a mannerism, or that's just kind of his natural that's style right. of doing it. It's, it's got to be his natural way of being, man. Plus the way everybody talks about the way he is, you know, away from, from the crowds and stuff, that he's the funniest guy and everything. He's got to have a lot of this going on. Oh, Miss Wellington kissed the nose. It's on. <laughs> he's still... <laughs> character is still... Yeah. still uh, when he, when he did the, the thing with his head back, that was slightly disturbing. But anyway... Still, we can still see. Oh, my song! I, I wonder you, baby. Oh yeah, I wonder you. That's right. She's trying to figure out how to respond to him now. <laughs> Got to like practice the practice the lines. <laughs> only, only a woman in a Prince movie would be still thinking about that the next day. But we need her too because she needs to be interested in him. It's a. The, the whole movie just goes into this love-hate thing with the two of them. It's so crazy. Yep. But many relationships... I, I, I've had a relationship like that where you just... I love you because I hate you, and I hate you because I love you. And that music goes it's, rocking in the background. Music, huh. it's, it's, it's the bomb. It's the bomb. I'm the OG. Pint, come in with the dog pint. He need to fix Classic. this little handkerchief, though, man. It's sloppy. <laughs> I said I'm sorry, dear. <laughs> this is another line yeah. I love. Earn the pennies. I love that. And the bodyguards. She's working the see-through sheer stocking dress. My goodness. There's always just a little bit. She's so sexy, but she's not slutty. My man got a dollar sign on his lapel. Yeah, yeah that was That's tipping. <laughs> That's <laughs> Yeah, that was a little over the top. That's true. I, I didn't even notice that dollar sign. You're right. Ah, I love this music here. Yeah. This uh, music should have been on a, like you said, it should have been a double it record. Been. Just straight yeah. piano stuff. Back at the Venus de Milo, chilling. You know, she could have, as far as the way they styled her as the co-star in this, Freaking she's always, She's sexy, but she's not <laughs> over the top like Apollonia was with the topless, unfortunately. But they make her sexy, but classy. And you can see how they really get down and send Tricky to oh, work, yeah. work them old folks yeah. out their money. But you know, this really is a cool scene, man, how the camera is continuing to you know, yeah, around to the left all the, throughout the whole scene, and you're seeing everything's happening in the room. That's a pretty cool scene. Yeah, yes. and some things continue on. It's like a little story from yeah. pen to pen. You know, they're hating each other, now they're loving each other, the other people were loving each other, and now they're hating each other. Yep. Yeah, this 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 technique was used by Spike Lee in a few of his films, too. And Prince on the Piano Man is killing it. <laughs> and here was... <laughs> what did the five fingers say to the face? <laughs> <laughs> Rick James moments in here, isn't there? <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, here she is. Oh, I love his song. Oh, he does that, man. 
<laughs> Here it is. Oh. <laughs> and I love the fact that you can see Prince drinking so much. They're getting so loaded in this movie. Every scene they got liquor. If it's not him, it's tricky. It's That's champagne right. and liquor and oh man, they just they are just washing it out. Mary. <laughs> now he Mary. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Mike, I never really paid too much attention to it now, but now that you bring it up, yeah, you're right. Jerome's character, it's a little ambiguous. <laughs> yeah, it's quite ambiguous. You know? I mean, Prince, with this, with, even with the way he dresses and everything, the prelude to the assless pants and all that, but still, man, he, he still brings it all back when he's actually talking. Tricky, man. He amplifies it when he talks. I mean, Jerome, I was, about was, that. Jerome was hard in Purple Rain, man. Uh, but this cat, uh, it's See, honey, I really opposite. don't. <laughs> but here's my line, though, the stupid kids. I love this line. <laughs> See, I, yeah. I never noticed it on the VHS copy. When you look in the DVDs, he would look real fruity walking down the street. Just the hair, the eyeliner. And then he got the top part kind of going to the side. What the hell? You ain't got enough hair for that. <laughs> that's a little. That's a little kitchen hairdo right there. <laughs> no, oh, yeah, you're coming up. Chris and I, we coming up on. Oh <laughs> yeah, nigga lying. Blame it on the you know, guys, man. I remember um, the, the the second. And this is a little bit of player hating right there. No, like, he, yeah, yeah. he just blocked it right there. Man. All right, that's the song. Here's the song. That was my I white girl. <laughs> <laughs> you can't now, go wrong. Let, let, let's, let me throw this in here, too. The sisters were hot already at this part of the movie because they ain't seen no, you know. Why, why you got to be having but hey. I think I think I but you know what, Prince is I mean, if you really look at it, they play two black gigolos in the in the elite south of France. Sure. And if I you understand. Go, and, and you gotta keep it real, you're not gonna have a bunch of Jamaicans living down there. I mean, you're not just not gonna find that. You're gonna find some playboy he probably went there and that's where he saw a couple of gigolos down. He said, Man, these guys are pimping out, I'm gonna do a movie about this. You know. <laughs> I I don't see it too stretched too far from the truth that you have a bunch of gigolos working some rich old ladies, whether it's Rodeo Drive or the south of France. Right. Yeah. Well, there's that one scene later on with the black lady, but we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh... You know, I remember um, the, our second dance for, for a wedding was going to be something. I had kind of choreographed this deal where we play against each other, trying to get a kiss off of each other, and it was going to be to this song. It didn't quite make its way into the wedding thing, but... That was the intention, with the inspiration being off of this scene right here. Hmm. It's free. They are in a city called Nice on the on the Riviera. Oh. Beautiful Cabbage city. head. Cabbage head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> yeah, I like this, the way he admits what he does for a living with no shame. Yeah. Yeah, I am working. Yeah. Got to go do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that look. <laughs> Another player hater move. 
Yeah. Ain't giving her no no, no wine. <laughs> but here's my scene right here, man. Prince showing his ass acting a fool oh, drunk. Man. Yo, Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, let me. I'm in the mood for I'm draws. I'm in the mood for draws. <laughs> Even the way they're playing the music's hilarious. <laughs> it is, right? Yeah. I tell you, this is a funny movie, yo. It is. This movie doesn't take itself so serious in any way, man. And that's a, that's yeah. allows the humor to go through. Yep. Yeah. And I think most people like, just didn't quite get that, and, and that's why it got panned as badly as it did. It ain't a good movie in that sense. It ain't supposed to be, man. It's supposed to be fun, and it is. Yeah. Yeah, he's... <clears throat> now, he got a lot of nerve to just step into somebody's Rolls Royce and start messing with it like that. <laughs> 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 that facial expression when he's looking at Isaac, man, it's funny. Yeah, she didn't like it, you know. Yeah. He's letting it be known he don't really care about her in that way. He's not jealous over this woman the way he will be with the other. Too cool for that. Yeah. That's my line. And he's drunk. Look at Prince drunk. That's it. <laughs> Whoa. Now, that's a, that's a little bit uh, ambiguous, too, there, Mike. That, that little move there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that was a for the least moment right there. I thought he was gonna. I thought he was gonna take a piss in front of the house. <laughs> I thought he was gonna piss. See, that's pimp too, man. Leave me that bottle and two. Yo, y'all enjoy this. Like I don't know. Now she's just nasty. <laughs> Boy, I'd love to spend a day in that city. It's beautiful. Boom, from the finger waves. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, these finger waves are tight. <laughs> and you know what? This is the most, this is, this is, I think they use this for the cover art, for the, um, for the, uh, art. Yeah, for, for, the, from, for the poster. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was a good hair yeah, look for album. at the change up. Real fun. Because before that, he was wearing that kind of puffed out perm in Around the World in a Day. And then he was wearing a hat and a scarf, a handkerchief, like, that in-between hair era, he really didn't know what to do with his hair. And he had that Elvis thing going in the um, for a minute. And uh, But the finger wave thing was a nice throwback, a good look, a, you know. And the old actors of the day used to rock their hair like that. Um, so kind of a nice throwback look with the tux. Pretty gangster, actually. And I've seen Benjamin Andre 3000 rock that hairstyle in several music videos himself. Once again, more music that should have been it should have been on the album. It yes. should have been on yeah. there. Oh, well, now, yeah. what, what track? What is, what track? is this particular track? It's a wonderful day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, okay. Wendy and Lisa track. Too. Okay, all right. They heavy on that one. It's a wonderful day. I always thought this track was so funky, man. It is. Yeah. Kind of belongs in that same category of, of West Compton, the West Compton groove. Ah, uh, two needs and that West Compton, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that was the revolution playing that all out, or if it was just all Prince in the booth kind of just layering. I think that was revolution. Like Mike said, that was mainly Wendy and Lisa. That, that just sounds revolution. That's... 
Yep, that's what you do. Want some of the tricky dean sausage? You can see how small Prince is uh, he walks up on the mattress because he's course. only four eleven. He's tiny. This is all it's classic me. comedy stuff though, man. Oh yeah, this is um, that's why I said Prince could have had a comedy career, man. I'm telling you. Or he was him him and Morris Day and Tri- and Jerome. All three of them. Hilarious. Okay, now explain Explain the breathing to me after the butterscotch and chocolate line, man. Yeah, Can one of y'all explain yeah, that to me? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Almost social, social. again. That's just showing fake anger. I love that chocolate butterscotch. I like that. Right? <laughs> Look at that I, I use that one, too. <laughs> the mouth movement. Tricky wins this. Now, if they just took that scene out of context and showed it to somebody who didn't know who the hell they were, you'd be like, I don't want to watch these gay movies you tell each other. It is true. Damn. Oh, he's a crime. You stop, Trace. Tricky, nigga. We should have added that in. <laughs> yeah. He's like, okay. Although... <laughs> Good, this is fruity the way he says this. Hey, yeah, that's awfully fruity. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. It didn't sound cool. Kind of had this kind of has that whole kind of Fred Astaire era thing to me. Yeah, yeah. It makes you think, you know, if Prince had come out at the time of the Charlie Chaplins and Fred Astaire, I mean, how he would have been able to. He probably wouldn't have been able to have a film career. Hugh Jackson the photographers. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Another ill look. <laughs> yeah, she got that share look going. Yeah. Princess Bride of India look <laughs> crazy. Yeah, the the woman who did the, the the styling and the clothing for this film, I mean, hats off. Never seen stuff like that. Yeah, oh, the ghetto boombox. For that, woo. Yeah, for that whole era, man. You know what? As far second to maybe musicology era, I think yeah. um, this whole time, concert wise and everything, man, he was looking cool. Yeah, he's hating right there. Look <laughs> <laughs> look at Trey. He's a fool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he looks funny. <laughs> God, <so. laughs> we got one. Yeah, the waiter got it. The waiter got some bling on him. He got, he yeah, got yeah. it. I never noticed that. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> crayon. That's <laughs> <laughs> French. Oh, Another joke that has been worn to death in my life ever since I saw this movie. But it's still hilarious, though. It's still hilarious. Matter of fact, when I'm going to look for records, that's what I say. <laughs> I didn't get it back then. <laughs> I did not. Oh, really? oh, yeah, I remember, you know, I was about 13 years old watching this. I had no idea. It wasn't until probably like about a week later. There I was in the kitchen. Oh! Record store. Okay. (laughs) 
And it's interesting <laughs> because he's bringing he's bringing you know funny words in the African American culture out to the whole world, expressions like that. Come on. Yeah, come on. Rekka Stowe. <laughs> Rekka Stowe. They were clowning in every scene, weren't they? Yeah, look, everybody's watching. Back uh, see, I thought she would have been like, who the fuck is Sam Cooke? I was surprised she knew who Sam Cooke was. Is Sam Cooke Abin? Silly. The whole restaurant is looking like, what is the problem? I get these niggas out of here. <laughs> and that's, that's what he's going to do right now. He's going to call her father. Yep. <clears throat> a pain in the ass. Can you imagine your father's getting called because you're having fun? And you got enough money to buy the joint? That's a bitch. Ricky, my man. Oh, well. That's yeah, a big ass box, boy. Watch the guy, the old guy. <laughs> <laughs> Showtime. And finally, we got the right. real Prince music performed. Yeah, but the lip sync was kind of whack, though, man. Yeah. It's a little yeah. off. And no revolution, unfortunately. Yeah. Which might have been, you know, tough on the on the band. Be cut and out at now. one point during the scene, if I'm not mistaken, they kind of rewind it back and play it over again. Yeah, it kind of goes yeah, fantasy it, for a Kind of like looped it or something. Yeah, see his jacket's on right there. It was just off and it's on again. And yeah. There it is. That's so the, I was like, so on. is Christopher Tracy some musical prodigy that they just don't explore in the story? <laughs> or is he singing somebody else's song? Just something him and Tricky whipped up. <laughs> Guilty, I've done the dance. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't afraid to admit it. There it is, backwards. Yeah. So it's a little hip hop reference. <laughs> Look, that's what I have. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the music so kind of outshines, like you you don't want it to stop, you know. It's like, God damn. Yeah. Oh. Like he becomes Prince all of a sudden. Uh-oh, here come the popo. Dancing in the club with a girl and her pop shows up. Man. Yeah. With, with two thugs. This one, hell of a restaurant. This, this one hell of a restaurant, if you think about it, because they just turn into nightclubs. That's what they did to my man's boot. Oh, damn. Big man's like, man, what? Away. Now he's going to punk her out. That's foul. Mary? I love, I love how Prince. <laughs> oh, I know. Father. I love that shit. Look how the camera zooms in on Angry Pop. Face off. 
two men trying to play like how you just said that. Man, he ain't got to say nothing. Chill that's over here. I thought he would have had his bodyguards work over tricking him. <laughs> Take him out back. Party poop. <laughs> Party poop, yeah. <laughs> He's hot. <laughs> And thus the wackiness ensues. From here on out, print here on out, Christopher and Tricky Honor. Ah, uh, there it is. Reference to Neon Telephone. Yeah, the Neon Telephone, boy. With that beautiful verse of "I Wonder You" in the background, man. That's right. It's yeah. awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Man, I wonder you got to be in my top top pretty five or top three Prince songs of all time. That's the Miles said. Davis shout-out. Yeah, yeah it's your old Miles, Miles right there. MD. Dates the, the movie as well. Had to be 85, 86 at least, in case people wonder when what time frame, time frame sticks in. He draws to me. <laughs> I like Tricky's part right here. Fuck you. <laughs> That's some bull stuff, man. <laughs> I'm gonna quote Ken and say that's some bull. That's that. That's that old bullshit there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now see, now, I'm gonna tell y'all something. Now, now back in the day when I used to try to mac it to a to a honey on the phone, I would never be eating chips or rice cakes and shit <laughs> on the phone yeah, while I'm trying funny. to mac to her. That's counterproductive. <laughs> that's how they, they are living. They are living so foul that when they talk to women, they do it at, at the same time because they don't take it seriously. It's all a game to them. Look at and it's it. like he what he eating like rice cakes or something. Some bread. He's eating some bread and butter. Like they so po. Oh yeah, them. yeah. Like toasted bread or something. They ain't got nothing else. They're just jiggle. <clears throat> Jiggles get lonely too. <laughs> this part's hilarious. And and jigglos get hungry. <laughs> That's jiggle bread. <laughs> jiggle bread. They gotta share a piece of bread. That's how tight they are. (laughs) (laughs) Now, right there, he should be on the way. It's almost like he changes from clowning on her. Taking her serious or something all of a sudden. That's what. That's why I always yeah. tell people. Oh yeah, Tricky ain't the, dead, so that's one. This is probably the best acting that Prince has ever done. It was in this movie, and in some scenes, not all, but in some. And I gotta admit, oh, that was cool of her to do what she did. <laughs> this reminds me of here. some some Laurel and Hardy type comedy type stuff. Another another throwback to black and white comedy. Smile. That smile is creeping. (laughs) Oh, man. As many times as I've seen this, man, man, it still cracks me up every time. Pizza man. Oh, man. Use use that one, too. Pizza man. This is hilarious, (laughs) man. Ordered a sausage 
<laughs> At least take your coat off. <laughs> You're trying to get it in. <laughs> I ain't just a bitch. <laughs> this is a funny line right here. <laughs> Like, oh, shit. <laughs> Jerome's expression here is priceless, man. Oh, it is. It's a thousand words right here, man. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and then he's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. acknowledges <laughs> the, the camera. That, I mean, talks to the audience. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. <laughs> Whistling like a motherfucker now. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, wait. <laughs> I didn't know all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my zipper. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> man, Prince got an Oscar for this, man. Okay. <laughs> That was just there didn't hear all this talking. They already in the house. Man, I know he tore it up. He was like, what the hell? Yeah. Or he got tore up one, two. Another great use of the music again. Ah, uh, yeah. That's the mood. One of my Locking favorite tracks. That's right. It don't, it don't hurt none of this is a jam, too, so... You notice that weird fade on the left hand, on the right hand side of the screen? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's intentional or not, but uh, <laughs> I like his answer to this question. Call soul. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they working the do rags, dog. The last time you he wore that. He he came on stage like that for the Super Bowl, didn't he? Sure did. <laughs> he a fool with it. Why don't we spend it? <laughs> Spending up the white lady's money. Uh huh. Taking him out shopping for bling. Outrageous, outrageous fortune of events. Let's play these. This is, you know, this is all classic pimp type stuff. Famous jacket. Yeah, jacket, man. He, he rocked that, that jacket quite a bit the year this movie came out. Man. What it is. That's right. 500,000 francs. What it is. Going to the top <laughs> of the line. <laughs> what shop. it is. Coming out with baggies. Christian Dior. Mm-mm-mm. That's money. Brothers is happy. <laughs> <laughs> Man, 
man. Venus and Milo shot. Opulent. A whole day of opulence. Hater. (laughs) (laughs) Son of a bitch. He don't care. He got her head. Yeah, he... Tricky should have known when, when she spin around and look back at him that you know they had something See, on, the, on the back end. Tricky though, he's really just playing the game right. I mean, he ain't, he ain't got no real feelings about. He really just let's get this, let's get her for her bro, her dough. You know what I'm saying? The whole thing was let's get the money and let's get back to Miami. Yeah. So you know you could say Tricky's really true to the game. <laughs> and true to his friendship with Christopher. Mm-hmm. Never faults from Christopher, even when even when basically we don't love them. Got my mind on my money, on my money, on my mind. This nigga talking about fantasies. <laughs> this is when at this <laughs> point I I said, man, this is not going to end well. When I start seeing these thugs watching no, them from you, doorways and windows. Honey child, ain't gonna be me. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? There's a lot of honeys going on in this movie, man. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta be honest with you, cats. I've always been amazed at the level of speed this cat can run in these hills, man. (laughs) Watch how he takes this corner, man. He takes the corner, man, without stopping. With three, four inches on, man. He is bailing. Whoosh, boy! Flash of light, gone. How in the world? Man, his feet must be jacked up, man. Well, he got hip problems. Man. He probably got corns on right. top of corns, man. I'm on Benucci. My man, I like that blue. I'm on Benucci. <laughs> now, what does Prince got on? It looks like a shower curtain. I don't know. When Prince said he I got like some Liberace is what he's got on, man. Ricky Christopher. All right, Chris. Violating the game. <laughs> <laughs> See, he's in violation right now. If we had Don Magic One on here, he could really break down. See, what they should have did, they should have played movie star here, man. Yeah, that was a Meet me at the club at uh, 2. Yeah. I tell Gilbert and Rose, meet me at the club at 10. Free rate, Mo Drow. That would have been perfect. Yep. Even the instrumental would have been cool, too. Yep. But this is a nice little Sheila E. moment, you know. <clears throat> Later on. Oh, yeah, I can't hate on the song now. <clears throat> and I couldn't Sheila understand this part, though. Is that, is that Prince or Sheila on drums on this one? Actually, his little lip sync, you know, in the car is a little off, man. Yeah, I didn't really understand the concept. What was this scene accomplishing? <laughs> Just showing him acting a fool or something? Getting hyped up because his woman coming, I guess. Yeah. And then he has to take it That's all right, down. Get in the mode. Sort of right, then he got to put the front then on. Then he got to be cool. Yeah, yeah. lean back, lean there back. <laughs> got the sideburns working, though. The sideburns are working. <laughs> He's like, eat my dust, punk. <laughs> this piece of music, what is this? I, you know what I think this is? I think this is that track called Junk Music. Junk Music? Okay. I believe. Okay, 
I think this is junk music. And let's yeah. love. Yeah, Eric, blow it. Yeah, buddy. Our speak. <laughs> like I said, man, this is a very prolific period musically, man. 86, oh. man. He was on something oh, else, man. Very experimental. 85 to 87. You're right, Big King. 85 to 87, man. Yep. He was unstoppable. Yep, very, very experimental. That's off of here where they, this area where they had the, uh, that, that cut out scenes, right, with the horses and all that? Yeah. They let the horses out of the stables and they showed the Cherry Moon. I love my boy and all, man, but he needs a little bit more higher heels, man, because he barely reaches the top of her <laughs> head, dude. He was like out of breath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting his acting chops on. Oh, he's chasing that thing. There you go, top speed in them heels, man. I mean, how do you do that? <laughs> and he's been doing that all his life. Yeah. Man. I remember watching this the first time. I was like, this is really toned down from Purple Rain because they don't go too explicit with it. Like, I thought he was about to grab yeah, listen to that. Listen, listen to that orchestra, man. Oh, he's killing it. Man. Damn. That should have been released just like that. Claire Fisher is no joke. Oh, I know. Look at my man. Like, what the hell? And hey, look at it. Tricky Salty. Now, I don't know why he's so salty. So your boy's not there. Go get your mic on. What do you need him there for? He know what it. he's doing. He know what he's doing. No nigga's getting personal. He's telling like he's not staying business. He knows. You know how tricky he is. You know how Christopher Tracy is. Get caught up. Mm-hmm. Get dog. Yeah. Oh, I think he, he realizes that it's the two of them. The two of them were supposed to show up, and he it's supposed to be the three. I want your little now. money. Fuck out of here, man. Kendala. I don't know what she said. Kendala. <laughs> <laughs> I think she called him a bitch in French. Here's <laughs> <laughs> your scene, Mike. Here's your scene. It's hilarious. Life is a dream. Or parade. Give me my shit. <laughs> Stupid. There he goes. Oh, you got jokes, bitch. All right. Uh, yeah, look at his face, too, man. I like that. Get into you. Oh. That's, I forgot about this scene. He goes he goes in on it. <laughs> yeah, he does. He just he didn't wait. He just knocked her right down. And she knocked him right back down too. She said, You ain't nothing but a peasant. So they have this that's the love hate thing man in there that just oh they're having a good time it's and then the they bottom out them draws. Yeah. <laughs> bottom out them draws. <laughs> <laughs> she said she used cooking oil on the hair, that's foul. Oh, <laughs> That's code, fellas. That's code. Oh, man. And here it is. Black. And they <laughs> get black. <laughs> <laughs> I told you he's funny. Your boy is a comedian. Tell you. <laughs> he is funny. Hilarious. Party, party poop. Yeah. You ain't funky at all. <laughs> Party poop, just little rich party poop. 
and the, the fact that he actually is calling her dad is crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, but he's calling her dad on some other shit. She has no idea. <gasps> he really, he really is that's minus shit. <laughs> now, where did he find a dime in them pants? Exactly. <laughs> you know, there ain't no pockets in there. Underneath the left nut, man. Oh! <laughs> yeah. That's one. That is one sticky, sticky, sticky. Go ahead on, Miss Wellington. Go on. Sean, please. Please. Ooh, that ball headed fool. Yeah. Please. As a kid, I was waiting for one of those to pop out. For sure, man. <laughs> I got to go to the Raisinets counter and get me some Raisinets and popcorn. Yeah, my drawers. Look at that fluffy head. My drawers. That's Her bed is out of control. <laughs> you say kiss like my face off. <laughs> wow. Get a lot of balls saying that shit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've always had a problem with that particular line, man. I don't know. It's disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> and he's calling uh, him threatening. Uh oh. That says what? <laughs> you have to good that's a good line to say, man. And now they're serious. Uh Venus and Milo in the background. That's a lot of kissing in this movie. That's an ill line. I'm going to destroy your father by making you love me. (laughs) (laughs) You think about it. It's like, I'm going to, the only way I could destroy your father is to make you love me. Yeah, big thighs, man. Yeah. And the problem is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Man, that's expensive dress. Just rip it. Love or money. What's it gonna be now? The no when I want it. When hey. I want it. Oh. Wow. <laughs> head games. Y'all need to peep games. Hey it head games, yeah. And you go back and watch Priest. Huh. Real. Knocking it up in the telephone booth. Surprised you didn't have a song about that. Watch right there. Mm, that's right. The dead man now. <laughs> he always pissed. <laughs> and the, the shit hit the fan for him twice his daughter and his lover. By the same guy. Maddie. Still got on her party. She's just walking in. Yeah. She's been getting some Christopher all night. Now, I'm not a father. Even. Some of you guys are. How could y'all take this? Oh, I'd be hot. Yeah, boy. Oh, I, yeah, <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be living on that, man. I mean, it's just like you said. This is the same dude that's doing your daughter and your side piece. <laughs> oh. 
And threatens to give as a man, you feel so busted up. Was deep as he said, "I'm going to take your daughter by making her love me." That's that's pimping. Man, that's a big stairway. Damn. Oh, your Ooh. daddy a whore. That's foul. <laughs> <laughs> you have any idea how much the Donahue's are worth? It's our combined fortune. Yep. We're trying to... Put it all on the table right there. <laughs> you know what? Pack your shit there. <laughs> <laughs> no inheritance. All right, now you're about, right about to see Tricky in his J.R.U. and outfit, man, with the yeah. big cowboy hat. He's hot. He's hot. He's <laughs> straight out the salon. Jacket. Looking like man. he's back on the Dirty Mind cover. <laughs> yeah, you're right, man. Pub in two hours. I got way late. I don't see why he was tripping that much. Old friends for sale. Yep. That's right. That's right. So what? He got laid. So what? My fucking roommate. You broke the rules. Rules. Yeah. He called him giants. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that's a throwback, isn't it? Biscuit <laughs> eater. Yeah, bark on him, Tricky. Always funny. Yeah. <laughs> Still got his blue suit on. Yeah. There you go, get in the bed. <laughs> Another ambiguous moment. <laughs> the ambiguously gay duo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just had to geek out for a minute there. Prince still drinking, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, they right. they are drinking yeah. in there. Yeah, you know, you know, we can't really notice how much they drink in this movie. Yeah, man. He's drinking he's drinking. <laughs> oh, Prince, what? Oh, hey. Yeah, tell him, Tricky. Get off me. Yeah. That's my draws now. See how cold he was. <laughs> saying somebody else be throwing rocks at you. he got the other She's gonna be throwing right rocks there. at you, dude. Not only are you going to lose your woman, she's going to throw rocks at you. That's foul. That's the ultimate insult. (laughs) I'm expecting him to start singing Dirty Mind with his hair combed. All right, now this is where I had a problem with the movie right here, man. Why not forever? All of a sudden, the tone, everything turns real serious. And this is where the acting ceases to be funny when it needs to be. It's, it becomes funny when it shouldn't be funny. You uh, know what I'm saying? That's true. That's because Prince... Yeah, Prince you know what? You're right. That's true. Prince is you never know. Funny. The movie could have totally... could have drastically changed direction during the making, possibly, and went from being a comedy to being somewhat serious for some weird reason. Because hmm? obviously there's not that many jokes anymore and stuff. For some reason, this should have been an easy role, easy, you know, thing for him to do to switch to romance. But okay. you, you didn't buy it. You couldn't buy it because it, it was he was too effeminate being romantic. 
and it was just over the top. He was so natural being a pimp, but he was so unnatural falling in love. It's kind of weird. It's just like I don't, I don't. To me, I don't really. Why does he fall in love all of a sudden? Well, that's what I'm saying, man. They don't really you know, show why they care all of a sudden. I think they're showing you why right now, Michael. Well, he pussy would, but he ain't in love. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's just good and all, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, how all, it's like that's what yeah, I, this, I had a problem with. All of a sudden, it's like a switch turned on, you know, and all of a sudden now he want to be with her forever. Yeah, you know, because she kept well in the in the movie, she's always questioning his. She she read him from day one. She read him from day one, and he read her, and so they both knew who the other one was, and they still came back to each other. They accepted each other anyway, whereas he was always fooling women, and maybe he just felt like she she saw him for who he was, and she would. Whereas other women would just say, "Okay, you're a good-looking guy. You play the piano. I'll pay you to screw me." She's like, "I ain't paying you shit because you ain't nothing but a gigolo." And but she as, was think, paying him. She took him out for shopping and all that stuff. She as a right friend, out. but that was that was as a friend. She wasn't paying him to to screw her. But he that's did when screw. She found out when she finds out, it, she she almost flies away. So she took it. She took the sex seriously, but she threw the money around to fuck her father over. Quite honestly, you know, because her father gave her money to to, um, to make up for embarrassing her at the party. So here's another classic. Yeah, it's another oh, one man. of those scenes from the thing. Yeah. Are you talking about an MTV promo when you keep referring back to the MTV the, the premiere yeah, party? Yeah, the premiere party uh, over at Sheridan, Wyoming, that they did for this yeah. thing. Yeah, I, I never this saw is, uh, that. This is the last scenes that they showed in that in that special. You talk about something oh. that just didn't work out right. That whole premiere, man. That, Sheridan, yeah, that, that was travesty. That was bad. <laughs> That probably like did more. Da- that probably did more damage to this movie than anything, man. You because, think so? Well, one of the things. I mean, because that's not the way you want to. If you're Prince, okay, and you're just coming off of Purple Rain, you want to promote uh, this big movie, okay, and you you agree to this contest with MTV. With with any luck, you're going to be able to premiere it in New York, or LA, uh, or Chicago, someplace big. But instead, you're in Sheridan, Wyoming, where probably not even half the people of that town even pay attention to you, know anything about you. But well, he know, still it was, handled it good. I mean, oh yeah, he handled it good. I'm just saying, it was great. I mean, if, I, I I remember watching it. It was just, it was. I don't want to say embarrassing, but it was just hard to get through, man, because you could tell those people were not into Prince. They didn't know anything about him. But mm-hmm. he still handled it well, though. You know, I so thought it was good. Big Ken, could you um, could you uh, elaborate on what you're talking about for the listeners who's not? Well, what I'm talking about is that there was a contest that MTV had that, you know, you can enter the contest, and if you win, they would premiere under the Cherry Moon in your town, and you'd be able to back meet Prince and hang out with Prince. Yeah, you had to call up, and the 10,000th caller got won that prize. Right, and, and Prince would come to your town, bring his whole entourage, they would premiere the movie, and they would have a premiere party and everything in your town. Well, the person that ended up winning was, was from Sheridan, Wyoming. You know, out in the country somewhere, which is not the kind of place that you know, if you're trying to premiere a movie, that you would like it to be. You'd like it to be in a, you know, a New York or Miami, Chicago, L.A., someplace like that. But he still tore it up. It was just to me, I always found it strange because if you look at the premiere party, the people in there, they just didn't know it. You know, even it was just real people. Who, that's all it was. Real country. Team. I don't know. I I, I think if well, he no, premiered it where where we were, you know, it would have been a completely different different scene. 
But you know, what it was is it was just terribly forced, is what it was. There you go. That, didn't seem it. like she. That's it. That's she didn't word, seem forced. like she dug even Doug Prince. You know, the the one who won it. She barely said two words to him the whole night. just nervous, man. Yeah, well, no doubt, no doubt. Here's a scene right here. So the problem, the problem was that they held it. Oh, why did you hurt the kid like this, man? Ooh, Eartha Kitt. Yeah, that's that's Strong Gigolo's in recession See, right there. <laughs> no, that reminds me of Marcus. <laughs> Why she got to be on the whole zombie nightmare, you know, thing? Let's see. I mean, why they do it like that? That was unnecessary. Ooh, no. She didn't tell her mom to shut up like that. Mama! You know, if that was Medea, you know, that girl would have went flying across the room. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I like the maid standing to the right, just patting her eye with a tear. She's so upset to, that they're gonna pull this crap <laughs> off in front of the help. That that shows you the level of the relationship that they just they. Well, you know what? Well, Mary out. breaks it down pretty good, though. And the mother has to peep her to game, like, honey, you know, what do you think I'm doing here? <laughs> Basically, right? Yeah. I, if yeah. I was the dad, I would have been like, you know what? You're good. I'll just take the trust fund thing. You just do your own thing. And then we'll see what happens. I bet she'd have been like, oh, well, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> yeah, you can, go, you can go live with Christopher Tracy. Go ahead. Go live in the cliffs. Yeah. Go eat that bread. <laughs> Leave all them dresses back here. Uh, oh yeah. Then they'd have to play Bob George. <laughs> <laughs> no, because then Christopher will walk in on her and Tricky, and it'd be just World War Three up in there. Wow, beautiful music once again. Just... Yeah. He was really doing some amazing composition back then, man. He came in this shot like a straight angel pimp. That's right. He's just cool. I had to give me a coat like that back in the days. I was like, yo, man. That's a nice looking coat, though. It is. Yeah. He walked into then he wore, stu- he wore stuff like that in the concert then, too, didn't he? Yeah. That's when that, that, was that, 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 that Sheila E. concert. He had, remember, he had that, that pink outfit on with the, coat, with the coat, uh, like a That's tan coat on top of it. Now, fellas. Like, the whole style, actually, for what they'd wear, really all is coming from the whole family photo shoot style and the style that they had. He just adopted that to his own. With the pajamas. Yeah. And all that stuff. That's all this is. It's all early. And and at the same time they were shooting this, wasn't the family falling apart? They were kind yeah. of stuck in Minneapolis with no leadership and Tell them and, uh, and what's his name left the band during the filming of this and Time. <laughs> Midnight. What time? Oh, so he says That's right. And he's off. And Prince don't open no doors, man. He just jump in the car, dude. That's right. That's gangster, man. <clears throat> oh yeah, man, it's great. Another lover home you hand playing in the background. It's beautiful. You know the best movie, though, that uses Prince's music for the greatest effect? You know what that, anybody know what the movie is? 
that uh, that Michael J. Fox film. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nah, I just be that was graffiti awesome. bridge. Gr- nope. <laughs> girl, girl six. There you go. Oh, I haven't seen that in a while. Girl six, the music, especially Pink Cashmere. Oh. That scene in Pink Cashmere. Ah, oh. it was almost as if he wrote the song <laughs> for that movie or something. Oh, this is crazy. This is crazy wealth. There's some balls right here to do something like this, man. Yeah. What is she wearing? Look like she's about to go to church with that hat on. <laughs> <laughs> Let them go. Man, they about to gaffle press up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They toss him around like a rat. Trying to make it look like he pushing them off instead. He's so small. He's so small. He got big up real quick. Oh Lord. She put her mama through something. Yeah. That's two fainting spells in one hour. And they doing all this. They ain't got a place to live. They ain't got no plan. <laughs> no. no nothing. <laughs> he was just trying to take her for her money last week. Yeah. But now he needs a lifetime. Yeah. And, and doesn't, I mean, I left. And then he said, he's going to take it. Yeah. He takes it. He, he, he turned into the kid there for a few seconds. Oh, yes, you are. And then just <laughs> took it and just drives off. <laughs> now at this point I'm gonna be like, what? What the sometimes, what just happened? Sometimes it be sometimes when you have this love hate relationship, it bees like that. It bees like that. <laughs> it bees like that. You just say like this. It bees like that. Like you coming? Regardless, I don't. I don't. I don't give a. Getting this goddamn car. You getting in this damn car? All right, car. y'all. Y'all heard it from P Double. It bees like that. That's <laughs> right. Like, it bees like that. Sometimes get your ass in this goddamn car. There you go. <laughs> he got his uh, eyes on her so long. How is he driving? For real. That's you gotta get the hair. Got to get his hair right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, Whoa! He needed to lubricate the steering wheel. It was a little chance of getting a for little that turn coming up. Yes. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, so the father couldn't see his wife and daughter off to New Big York, body. but now he can come and see them now. Why wouldn't he be there when they were flying at midnight? Now he shows up with that damn scarf out of his front pocket. Let me handle this, Miriam. Got nothing to say to her. <laughs> yeah. She got in the car, homeboy. Chicken scratch. I like the bums over here. They're funny. But that's keeping it real. You come down an alley, you're going to have some homeless people laid up. (laughs) Many guys have been in this situation where you have a girl, you can't break up with her, but you can't give her what she wants. Let's see, she just said, I don't know you anymore. She never knew him anyway, man. That's the that's the problem. She never knew. I mean, this, this right. whole, this whole and, he, and she just found they, they out. Got, she, she just found out that he's been using her. So 
I'm trying to find out what is the ex- explanation to. Yeah, but she knew that in the beginning when they were, she was case, saw them casing the party in the beginning. She knew, you know, they were gigolos, man. She knew they so were like, gigolos. Like the, right. said, the whole thing feels. But it was forced. like holding her face that they was really just playing you. Like all right, now he's doing a purple rain move now, man, with the glasses. Now remember yeah. when I told you about that purple rain move, Mike? You know where he was just put the glasses on the stairs. Right, right. He's doing that. This is a straight up player rule number ten right here, man. <laughs> Don't say nothing. Just put the glasses on and stare, dude. That's it. Shut her down. That'll, that'll break them down. <laughs> it's yeah, like the Jedi yeah. mind trick for pimps. Basically. <laughs> Jedi pimping. <laughs> it's Jedi pimping. That's right. <laughs> do or do not. There is no try. I like this, though. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> She's done, man. Keep this, keep this player player move in your back pocket. You She's never know dumb. when you're going to need it. You never know when you're going to need it, exactly. You just never know. So she's going to forgo everything because of this? Yeah. She deserved to get jacked. Wait. There you go. It don't rip make no sense. Off you rip the glasses off and you... Overrides. And cue up Kiss and go on. And make out right in front of the homeless people, man. That's it. <laughs> and make sure you got your make sure you got your 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 um, CD. And you ready. still got oh. your car on, man. So you're burning out your battery and everything. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Leave the car running. Leave, Leave it, it running, running, man. Don't put the little hand up. I like Hold that. up. <laughs> <laughs> I got it, player. I got it. I got this, player. <laughs> <laughs> Give me five minutes on this one. There she is. Whooped again. Mother and father ready to kill somebody. I wonder how many takes of that they did. Under a gigolo. Cut, we got to do it again. Exactly. <laughs> Forever. Yeah. And what a record this was. Golly. Oh, I know. This was everywhere in 86. They still playing this record to this day. That's right. Here comes J.R. Tricky. (laughs) 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 J.R. Tricky. I thought that was a dildo he had in his hand for a second. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Who's going to slap whose finger waves out of whose head now? Damn, just bit slap. Right to the gut. Mm. More silliness. What a dummy. (laughs) Ricky's getting some cuts in. Off my loafers. That look. <laughs> that look called for a bitch slap. Now I go again back to the fathers on this DVD program. How could y'all take it? How could y'all not relate to the father in this scene at the same time? Oh, uh, no, I do relate to him. I ain't got to be a father to do that. <laughs> <laughs> This young jiggle. Because he's he looking at it as his family and his money. 
So it's already yeah. a deadly combination right there. He is straight. He is. He's on it now. No, he's off cold. Are they breaking the law Ooh. and using the law? Ooh, fuck this shit up. Oh. Take your ass. Good shot. Yeah, take the girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Extended version of Kiss. That is right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when they when Kiss became a hit on the radio in in New York, then they started playing this 12 inch version, and I was like, "Oh, uh, what is that?" And I, was I don't know, man. Blown away. I just say, please, Prince, please, Prince, please, please bring back <laughs> the type of extended tunes, man. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Hallelujah. <clears throat> Let the choir hit a high note. <laughs> and this beautiful bit of music here, Venus de Milo, man, beautiful stuff. And he left her there to do what now? Just go for a walk, <laughs> I guess. I think he told her to meet him there or something like that. No, no. He didn't tell her to meet her there. Oh, why, yeah, why is he out there? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> last, the last thing we saw, she was, they was kissing. All of a sudden, she laid out sweet. With a bunch of damn candles, candles. in a cave somewhere. He ain't got no electricity out there. They probably cut out something or something. Maybe he's going to steal a boat. We'll see Miss Wellington one last time. I think he's taking a walk to decide if he wants to change, if he's ready to give up that life. If you say so. <laughs> maybe that's what it's supposed to be. Maybe that's what it's it's got, to be. Yeah, some kind of walk of reflection of some sort. Maybe. Some sort of refle- yeah, exactly. Some sort of reflection or am I really ready to do this? And then boom. Now, if she lost that money, would he be ready to do it? That probably was the the one where he made his mistake. He should have stayed up there with her. At the grotto. Uh, old man. They're coming for your player. ass. You better move. It's a rat mm-hmm. player. Maybe you need to let that girl go. <laughs> this is a great scene because they, they end the, uh, the the struggle between the two of them and now, why didn't they just get in the boat with him? They're holding off. But holding they, them off. The old Hollywood holding What I want to know is what the landlord, you know, why she's still there. She ain't got nothing to do with this. Exactly. And why didn't he just get in the boat? They could have been gone. Because she loves them, that's why. Ooh. Now, if those two can that's stand why fight, why didn't it just be Tricky, Christopher Tracy, and the girl just stand fight? You going to let the girl stand fight while you running? Now watch how Jerome punch here. Look at this. Oh, this is silly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Right. Do the bird. <laughs> Ooh. Get the prince around before I do that final punch. How come you wouldn't whip in the ass earlier on then? Two fingers slap. There we go. Outlandish up Now, he power. took off on the boat way before they was even in boats. Now, they right behind him. 
Yeah, but he in a little little day, man. They in yeah, how big ass he, boat. They didn't know where he was going anyway. And how they get there before him if they walk and he he's in the boat? All right, I mean, now I gotta admit, this this is probably gotta be the worst. <laughs> yeah, the worst death. Why didn't he true. just walk then? This <laughs> they is, get there that quick. The sooner you're right, you're this right. Is, this and, has gotta be the worst death scene in the history of movies, man. To me. And how did I actually the, laughed in the theater when I saw this? I wonder how he he went all the way up there with this boat, dropped her off, then went all the way back to walk around and then come back again. And they and his tricky and them walking tricky and them beat him. And, and then they're there, there. yeah. It was still a shocking scene back then when you saw it. I was like, "What? <laughs> oh, how?" His, his little struck, his little stance, hilarious. With the little, the little drip of blood from the mouth. Yeah. That's what happens when you're in violation of the game, man. You're taking that. <laughs> Come tricky and here they are, tricky right in the back. Yeah, you got Richard Pryor. Damn, Chris. Damn, Chris. Mike, this is the nominated scene that you had in one yeah. of the podcasts. You listen to his voice; he sounds like Richard Richard Pryor a little bit. There we go. Go ahead, tricky. Get your source award. <laughs> Get your right on magazine. Best he ain't ready. <laughs> All right, Jesse, <laughs> All right, Greta Garbo. <laughs> Not now. <laughs> the blood is already drying on the scene. Man, that ain't even blood, man. Damn. <laughs> Damn, damn, damn. Oh, you shouldn't have come here. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Barcelona. <laughs> oh, was a trip. Why, why wouldn't he stop her? I don't understand. Oh, he's going to let her go and bury him. Yeah. He don't have to worry no more. He did. Yeah. Yep. Probably, she probably moved out and took her money with her. I wouldn't have given her no money. <laughs> oh. Tricky work. balling out in, in South Beach. Yeah. So he still won in the end. He stayed loyal to the game. Now he's he, he balling. How did I? How did I know Evie was going to say that? I knew that was going to come right out your mouth. Yeah, stay loyal to the game. The game is to be played. With this triplex out of control. Yeah. Four level. Five. Interesting. You hear those strings in the songs yeah. you don't hear in the. Um... Oh man. What time is it? <laughs> now, Tricky's a boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's the boss now, that's right. You see his hair is even better. 
finally gave him a fade. Whew. Yeah. I mean, he got so much makeup on because he's a dark brother. They really packed it on. (laughs) How this chick got her role. <laughs> and he was funny. Roll here the comes, credit. Here comes the shot. Gotta have the obligatory. Oh. Gotta have the obligatory yeah. panty shot. That's like my little madhouse thing right there. Like, oh, okay. Down, you gotta have down. the panty shot. You asked wow. how she got the roll. You asked how she got the roll. Now, is, this is the thing. Is this supposed to be Christopher Tracy doing this right here, coming from heaven, yeah. or is this Prince? I think a little of both. Or both. Man, Wendy looked good as hell on that piano. Look <laughs> at my man's whip back there, Mark or Brown Mark. Wow. I'm Man, I wonder what Brooks and all them cats are doing now, man. That's a good question. Probably running. They're probably working at a club up in Minneapolis. Yeah, I remember one of those guys' daughter was on the org or something for a while. Oh, really? Or actually, maybe it was like a person on the org was at a store or something, and her daughter worked at some store, and they were like, you're probably, you know, and the girl had all this memorabilia stuff. You know, when I saw the Time play in uh, L.A. last year, they had a whole crew with them, and maybe some of these guys went back to work for the Time Touring Crew. I see here they kind of show different little scenes and things. With love, there is no death, Christopher. Is that like Mary mourning at his funeral or something? When she was crying. <clears throat> man, Wendy does look pretty hot right there. Yeah, she's looking at me, man. Y'all messed up the vibe. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Atlanta oh, Bliss. Your boy Eric Leeds, Atlanta yeah. Bliss. Atlanta Bliss, man. It's a rare look at Atlanta Bliss. He's rarely on film in any of Prince's videos. But he plays a hell of a trumpet on a lot of his classics. Has anybody ever seen that video of this, the making of this video? Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. They shoot it four or five times. See, what is what is she reacting to? What is that? Is that stuff from the movie? Like... I think this is just vignettes, little parts, little things they shot like that right there. Man, those are kids again. Yeah. I wonder if there's like just scenes and stuff that they just cut out or whatever. It could have been scenes from the party or from the shopping day when she had the hat on. There they go, Lisa. Um, Yeah. The bomb. Yeah. I tell you, can you can you can handle Wendy? I'll I'll, I'll see the Lisa. Uh, well, I'm with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> and there go your boy playing the guitar. He kind of looked like J- uh, Jesse Johnson a little bit there. Yeah, I was gonna say that. That was his last straw right there on drums. It wasn't much for him after this. Prince was getting ready to bring in Sheila. 
said, I ain't going to carry your ass no more with that 4-4 beat bullshit. Yeah. Eric Leeds doing the... Uh, the peg leg, the wooden leg. Yeah, I never noticed that. That's right. doing the wooden uh, leg way back then. Way back yeah, this then. Is a, this is a massively funky song, man. I think this is oh. highly underrated, man. Especially the song version. And they never and Warner Brothers never put it out as a single. I don't oh, remember hearing it. Yeah, it was out. It was out as a twelve inch. No. I just never thought it got got the. Pr- it didn't the, do the nothing. Problem, but it was out. The twelve of mountains, guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. You know, actually, let me throw this into it. It's one chick named Yazura, um, real real ill singer. She does a cover of this. You can look it up on. It's on YouTube, I believe. It's like a live show. They do mountains. It's like recently. And of course, we all know that the music videos from this film went on to be, one of them is a bonafide classic. Not just the song, but the video itself became an MTV classic, uh, Kiss. Yep. Oh, yeah. Bill was wearing oh, man. Any final thoughts on Under the Cherry Moon? Yeah, this is a great movie, man. I mean, let's be real about it. It's not the the most well-acted piece of material, but I just thought it was always cool just to see, you know, Prince in, in a more natural setting for the most part. I mean, some of the stuff is over the top, but I'm just talking about his mannerisms, just, you know, just the way he's acting. I, I suspect that's how he is behind the scenes. And it was, it was, it was a big a big jump coming from, you know, the image that we saw of him in Purple Rain, man. So I'm sure it took a lot of people aback. You know, a lot of people probably yeah. couldn't couldn't handle it, but I always thought it was real cool, man. It's a hilarious movie, too. I never get tired of watching it. Yeah. Right, and, and really, I mean, uh, what, which one would you would you guys rather watch? And I know the answer to this one, either Under the Cherry Moon or Graffiti Bridge. Oh, come on, man. Come on, Graffiti Bridge, hands down. No, I'm just playing. Ah. <laughs> no, man, come on. That's a given, man. Well, I would uh, there say this movie to me. Christian for making brighter the colors black and white. There you go. As a movie, I think it's it's a great comedy movie. You know, it's got great music, which is a plus. Uh, for guys who aren't actors, it's not their main thing. And this was only his second movie at the time. I thought it was a great movie. It's no worse than any other. You know. Oh, I agree with that little comedy movie you might come across actually more stylistically uh, uh, advanced than a lot of movies are I mean the look of it is pretty high the quality of what they're doing so yeah. I think it's a, it's a good movie I think when you, you factor in Prince and what you want to see from him then people had a problem with that I think it was more of a victim of people's um, expectations from Purple Rain as opposed to the movie itself yeah, uh, although there were a lot of problems, though, with the filming of it, if, if memory serves me correctly. I mean, he had stylistic differences with the director at the time, and I think didn't he fire the director or yeah. writer or somebody, and then he yeah. ended up taking over. But but if you, I'm just saying as far as it just the movie on its own, if you know none of that, it, you know, it's, just, it's a fine movie, I, you know. Yeah, if I you didn't, Especially I would <laughs> imagine somebody who knows nothing of Prince and just happened to see this, they would probably just see this as this is a weird kind of little quirky, funny movie, like, you know, this is a right. weird flick. See, my, my wife, for instance, my wife had never seen this movie until I played it for her, and, and she she enjoyed it. She thought it was a funny movie, and that's all you can really take away from it. It's a funny movie. Yep. So. I agree. Yeah, I agree. This is, a great, this is a great movie to show people who maybe, of course, the majority of people you know have seen Purple Rain, but 
it's a great movie to show to a, a girlfriend or a friend of yours that you throw this on. Yeah, it's, there you go. It, people just it people just bug out when they see this film. They're like, look at, look at <laughs> it. You can't get over the visuals and the jokes that you know are coming and you wait for them to land and they always get a laugh. Him and Jerome always get a laugh. And of course the first bathtub scene people are always get given the uh giving the gas face to that. It's it's just a great show <laughs> to people. I just love it. Yeah, and then I, the ending, you know, women take the ending seriously. They get a little teary eyed, you know. I just think it would have been better well received, uh, you know, had the the release of it gone a little bit better. Um, like I said, that whole MTV thing, yeah, it was great for us in terms of, you know, watching it, watching the premiere and seeing the performances and all that kind of stuff. But it, it did not help at all the cause of promoting the movie, man. It was just so it, it launched on a on a whole uh the whole launch of it was botched from, from jump, so that but, didn't you know, I, I you know, I think actually the movie now I would say I think the movie had a great lead in because obviously the song Kiss was like the number one song and was just shutting everything down. And I I think after the movie came out and people saw it, that was what destroyed it. It opened pretty big. I mean, it opened out there, and obviously it was a huge demand. It's, you know, nobody knew what to expect. But when they saw it and it was not proper rain, I think that's what killed it ultimately. Oh, so yeah, no doubt. I think even that MTV thing, you, could, you know, it's like awkward as it was for you, you know, realistically, not everybody had MTV back then where they could make or break a situation. True that. It wasn't that big like that. Yeah, yeah agreed. You know. Agreed. And it was no, only it shown was once. It wasn't like that. I was repeating that. So, and that was a good thing, though. And <laughs> wasn't no, you know, wasn't no internet or nothing. So it was strictly word of mouth that quickly killed that movie because you know, it wasn't and, proper rain. The and the critics, and, the, and it was all critics back then that really just destroyed it. I mean, critics said it was whack, and people and were that's listening. Why, I think back then, I think what Prince didn't realize in his haste to have control, control. And like you said in the last show, you know, control is one thing, but if you don't have a, vo- a second opinion or a voice helping you out, you end up in a situation like that where if Prince had put that out later on as a little indie movie, a quiet movie to release, that would have been fine. But right. he was such he was <clears throat> such on the major artist's track. I mean, he was. it's kind of like, you know, somebody doing like, like Keanu Reeves coming off of The Matrix and then doing a little movie like this. Like, people would be looking for, like, the, that big blockbuster film, and you come with this little offbeat black-and-white film about two gigolos in the south of France, and you die in the movie with, like, an orchestral funk background, and it's in black and white. I mean, it was just... It was, the hair was shaved down. The whole thing was taken so offbeat. I mean, he had already had... A lot of people had to t- twist their neck 180 degrees just to understand Purple Rain because it was so original with the look and the sound and the concept, and then you had to twist ahead a whole hun- another 180 to get a- to get through to where he was there. They could have yeah, waited years that. to put this out. He, he could have done another major motion picture, and he probably would have done Eddie Murphy numbers. He probably would have had a, a $100 million film. I mean, Purple Rain did $70 million. So there's no doubt if he had done another big studio-style film on like a Batman level or on another rock rock and roll or maybe a some sort of sci-fi Star Wars type of film, he pro- it probably would have been a major like a ET grossing film. But well, yeah, I, I think too. You know, when we look at Purple Rain. You know, that 
that's not the greatest of movies. The only great thing about that movie is the musical performances. Yeah, but neither was Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop isn't a great movie. No, I'm just saying, in the sense of Prince, what people wanted to see is those magical musical performances. And those weren't in there. Because obviously, when you see, I mean, his music was not never fault as far as the reception to it. He was number one and the concert was out of control. And I just think if they would have maybe had just took what made Purple Rain great and just threw that into the context of this. So they should have had, it should have been about him performing because that's what saved, that, that's what makes the movie, you know. And without that, as funny as he is with the acting and all that, that's not what people want to see out of him. So you, know? you think maybe if it was more like a Cotton Club type of movie where he had these he was more of a jazz musician who had an interest in a rich woman. I think if it would have played more to his strengths of what worked before, which was those performances. You take those musical performances out of Purple Rain, that movie's terrible. The acting in that is way worse than this. No doubt. He doesn't even act in that movie. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The musical performances made up for the fact that he hasn't say a word in it because those are his strengths is to be on that stage. And I think here is is the same thing. He can try to be acting, and it's good to see him in that. But just like when you saw him come alive with the girls and boys, if they would imagine if the parade or if the band and the style that he was doing and those hit and run shows was showcased right. in this movie, it would have been ridiculous. It would have been Purple Rain too. Then you would have been like, okay, wow, you know, this guy is ridiculous. But they don't show that. And the, you know, to throw that mountains in at the end, you know, that's like, okay, well, we want to see the real thing. We know what this guy does. This is what we want to see of you. Yeah, I think that's I agree with you. When I was wa- when I was watching it, I was looking for just that. I was looking for more performances on it as well. Maybe if he if he would have been so much like uh, just a jazz bar type of playing on the piano cap, but he was all out with a band backing him up and everything, uh, you'd have more of those scenes and it'd be a lot better received. You're right. Because that's what I, exactly what I was looking for. When I went to the theater yeah. to go watch this, I wanted to see him actually perform. Which and I was kind of... Sign of the Times is a great movie. <laughs> you don't have to act in that movie. Show me the goddamn no. show. And it, that's like, why that movie yeah. is great, right? Like that's on Sign of the Times, I don't, I don't even care about those little interlude things. You know, right. I can I, I fast forward those no problem. Just take me to the performances because that's what I'm there to see. You know. you know what they drop in, in the in a sense, you know, he could have put out Sign of the Times first and then put out Under the Cherry Moon later because he was riding on that performance high. He could have just went straight to Sign of the Times in 86 and put out Under the Cherry Moon in 87. But, I mean, I could see the musical growth. Musically, it was a perfect growth. But as far as film-wise, if he had done like a, almost like a, even if he stayed with this black and white theme, right, and he did like a, a cotton club thing where he does like Cab Calloway stage numbers with like Jerome and him are doing dancing numbers like the... the I yeah, I don't know if that would have really worked, but if he had just did Prince in that context, mm-hmm. would have worked. Just like he, he did in Purple what, what Rain. What did he do? What, what, what could, well, this movie is not gotta, set in Cab Calloway time. This movie is set in the recent 19 whatever it's set in. So that's what I'm saying. I think there would be... It, it would have been Idlewood if he had tried to do that, which doesn't. People don't want to see that. They want to see Prince be Prince. They want to see him do those moves, do all that stuff. It doesn't matter where it's put in. It doesn't matter the context of it, but they want to see Prince because that's what they know no. him of. Okay, well, let me ask you this. What do you all think he was trying to do with it? What was the reason he was he wanted to make this film? Was it he was trying to break away from being known just as a musician and he wanted to be taken seriously as a... Bingo. 
That's it right That's, there. It's, uh, yeah. it's the same I, reason. It's a, and I, I know this is a bad comparison, but it's it's the same reason why you see people like Shaq make movies like Kazam. You know what I'm saying? Oh, they try to go farther. They they try to they try to go farther than what you know what they they are. They want to break out into some mode, prove that he can do this other type of stuff. Because Mike is Mike is right. If he would have put this movie out filled with performances, you know that's what the people really wanted to see. You know what I'm saying? And and left out all the other storyline, he would have been fine. You know, people want to see the performances. They want to see the music, primarily. Yeah, but, I mean, what, for fans, it's great to see him doing all that other stuff. For fans, it's excellent to see him being alive and all that. Right. Mm-hmm. But and that's all it's going to play to then. You know, it's not going to play to everybody else because right. they don't really care about all that. Right. So you you know you yeah, want to try so you want to try to distance not, well distance yourself a little bit. Try to show your acting chops, so to speak. You know, but then but then everything else has to be right. You know, the the story has to be right. The writing has to be there. All that has to be there, and it wasn't all here. You know, in this in this case. But all now in my, all, there are great there are great little nuggets and great little little parts yeah. that we oh, yeah. remember for the rest of no our doubt. life. No doubt. No oh, doubt. Yeah. Just little lines, that's for sure. But bottom line, I mean, it, the, the general perception, you know, just what Mike said earlier, I think most people went to the theater hoping to see something else like Purple Rain. They wanted that type of experience. You know, they wanted to hear the music, see the performances, blah, blah, blah. And then when they got there and it was completely different, you know, that uh, then it became a very niche thing. Instead of it being this cultural phenomenon <laughs> as what it should have been, it was just a, something that serviced the true core fans. Yep. You know, and, and even and a lot of true like, core fans mm-hmm. couldn't dig it. Yeah, true. And even uh, Sheila E. came out with Romance sixteen hundred the same year. Is that right? Or the year after? Same time. No, it was the same, same year. So they were all having that uh, visual look of this sort of. Uh, French romance mixed with Paisley and Silk, and then the family had that look, kind of. So it looked like he was trying to launch three groups with this movie again and tour with them all having that look. But it just, like you said, he just didn't have the um, the momentum that Purple Rain gave his last tour. Yeah, and, you know, too, and we go even go back, and it was what I found interesting about that, I think it was the Possessed book, even talks about he knew <laughs> before it came out that it was a failure and he was just you know he was in there crying and you know Susanna's trying to console him and stuff about it because he knew that it wasn't what he wanted it to be and but he was you know they were locked in and put it out and he had no choice but he already knew before it was even released that this is not it didn't work you know I didn't I, it's just not what my vision was and was depressed about it uh, you know so I'm sure that has enough I mean so he, it wasn't like he didn't know they knew that it wasn't going to work, but I would say this, and that's the, the mistake he made, in my opinion, was even if that movie wasn't going to work, his stage show was so ridiculous at that time mm-hmm. that he should have just went ahead and did the tour in America and, and let that overshadow the movie because by him not touring and that movie being considered you know, an epic fail to people, that, just, that really just kind of pushed him out of the spotlight more than it should have. Because, obviously, he went overseas, and they got to see the show, and he became the man over there. And I think he would have been the man here. It would have deflected that bad movie experience if people were to actually be able to get their head blown open by that stage show that he had. Because they had great music, and they had a great new band, uh, expanded band, a whole different look. You know, the the visual, the, the stage part of Prince was ridiculous. I mean, you look at that, you brought up Sheila E., that Sheila E., you know, 
thing that came on MTV that time, right before this movie <clears> came <throat> out, he shut it down. And like every time you saw him, it was like, whoa, this guy's not the Purple Rain Prince. This guy is ridiculous. And we got to remember, he went from Purple Rain to Around the World in a Day. It was a big gap there for a few years before he can't really came back out strong. Uh, aside from Raspberry Beret, you never, you didn't really see him uh, during this period. And they did the little video for America, but it wasn't a big hit, so it didn't get played as much. But then you really, you didn't see nothing of Prince for a long time. Right. So when you saw him in this movie and you saw him in Kiss, he looked totally different. Like, it was just a whole different vibe. It was like, whoa, you know. But He was doing it way big, man. When that, when that album, when the album came out, Parade, oh, man. I have, I, have, I have yet to stop wearing that record out. In life. For life. That's a killer record. Yeah. Comes out, it comes off the shelf several times a year, folks. All right, so wow, there you go. That's that's the commentary that they should have had for Under the Cherry Moon. Uh, classic. Oh, one print. other thing on Ooh, the video. Go one ahead. Other thing yeah, yeah. The special features you get um, if you don't have the video, uh, you also get included on the DVD three music videos from Prince at the time: Girls and Boys, Mountains, Kiss, and Another Lover Holding Your Head. The real, only one that has a real official video, of course, is Kiss, shot on the soundstage. But, and Mountains, I, I guess you could include Mountains, too. And I believe the Mountains video is shot in color, so you get to see some of that footage in color, uh, or at least color, balance, color uh, corrected. But, uh, right. Yeah. And you also see the, uh, it also includes the, um, the uh, trailer for the film. So it's interesting, mm-hmm. uh, which I never remember seeing that trailer in theaters, but a trailer exists, and they include it and on this um, collection. It does include a couple of bits that do not come out in the movie, if I remember. Yeah, right. I was just looking right. at that. Yep. So, hey, Mike, are there any other tunes? I know we may, I, I made reference to Neon Telephone, but what, what were some of the other songs that didn't quite make the cut that may have been written for the for the movie at the time? I think Splash was written around this time. Yeah, there's a quite a bit of music. Uh, this is his most prolific period. So I mean, it's it a lot of, of stuff from '86, man. That that whole like you mentioned the junk music and all that. You know, that all comes from that um, all those instrumental sessions that he was doing with the band. Um, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of music. Well, I'm looking at this trailer, and yeah, there are a couple scenes in here that are not in the movie. It's always kind of interesting when you see stuff like that, but. Uh, that happens, you know. People want to make a trailer before the movie's completely edited, and they just say, "Give us something quick," because we want to start marketing a few months ahead. Right. And they gotta get. I, I remember on an old podcast with me and Monique, and uh, we were talking about this movie. I think we were reviewing Parade or something. But she was swearing up and down that there was a color version of this movie that was released in Europe or something. <laughs> and I had challenged her to. I said, "Go find that because." Uh, <laughs> We want to see it, and I, I don't think that was. It. I don't think there was, there was. I know there was no color version of this movie released. Uh, nowhere in this known universe, I would say. Just... I would say from here, I think Warner Brothers probably started really worrying about their relationship with Prince. There were millions of dollars being lost, and a lot of control being fought over, starting with this film. Yeah. All right, well, 
Any last words? Will you wrap it up here? It's a classic. Go and get it. Yep. Great movie. <laughs> it is. It's, it's fun. Good stuff. Maybe we 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 may if you if you guys really really want to see it. And actually, as I think about it, it probably even be more entertaining than this one. We we could probably do one on Graffiti Bridge because it is so <laughs> bad that it'd be hilarious. That's. <laughs> well, you you <laughs> bridge if you do them. <laughs> There's so much to clown on that movie. Uh, Man, um, <laughs> why would you want our listeners to pay to rent that? That's not right. <laughs> well, well, you know, all true fans, you got to have a copy of that. <laughs> the good, the bad, the ugly, and yeah. the bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I guess well, so. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We throw it out there. Um, and yo, if you enjoy this, uh, go out there and uh, give us your opinion on the forms. Also, let me throw this in here. This I'm going to release this on the. Uh, well, you've already listened to this, so of course you've heard it. But this is also the real intent of this is to go on to the retail version of the Prince podcast uh, that's going to be up on Amazon.com, and that's going to be a DVD with um, over 72 hours of Prince podcast content, um, and this is going to be up on that as well. So look out for that. Yeah. Uh, with that, we want to thank Big Ken coming through. Yep, yep. Uh, Mr. Day dropping. And P- thank you too, Mike. Yeah, yeah. P-double. I am always humbly honored to be amongst you esteemed Prince fans. All right. And uh, and just the last shout-out to the listeners. There you go. And we're going to cut it right there. The show is over. This section here is just after flow talking. You know, you everybody can hang up if they want or not. But uh, I'm just opening the floor for my extended listeners. If anybody has any comments they want to throw on for the last couple, there's been a lot, a lot of, MJ talk, a lot of Prince talk on the last few shows. If anybody had an opinion or a comment or something, you could certainly, floor is open to say whatever. Oh, before I do that, I have to mention, <laughs> uh, if, go and rent, and if you really love it, go buy the movie called A Day in the Life. This just came out on DVD uh, last week. Uh, this is stars Sticky Fingers. It is directed, written by Sticky Fingers. Let me. This this is a, this is a cinematic classic. Okay, I have to interrupt the show for this. This movie stars Omar Epps, Sticky Fingers, Mackay Pfeiffer, Michael Rappaport, Bokeem Woodbine, Tretch is in this. Um, Ray J is in this. Uh, Kane from well. Tyron Taylor, I think is his real name, but he played Kane in Menace Society. Um, ah, there's so many people I, I can't name. Damn near all of the young black Hollywood is in this movie. This is a gangster-type thug movie that is entirely done in rap. It is a musical, and every <laughs> single spoken, spoken word of dialogue is rapped. With that said, it, this is a classic Undertaking, it's a low, it's a, a low-budget movie, but Sticky did his own money to do this. But brilliant, uh, it, it will make you laugh, but you will be tripping that they actually pulled this off. Like the actors, you know, it's one thing when they get rappers right. to act in these movies. He got actors to rap in this 
movie and be actors. Hilarious. <laughs> Very raw. Yeah, this movie is raw, early 90s, East Coast sounding type of rap, by the way. And Have you it seen is rated this? R. It is rated R. It's I, over I remember the top it. R. I do remember it when it. I remember it um, when it was when it came out. I know it was shot kind of grainy, like. But this uh, movie actually, yeah, this movie was actually shot uh, almost four years ago, and he finally just finished this this year. Because so, there was a trailer on YouTube about three or four years ago for this, and I was always wondering yeah, what happened. Yeah, I remember to it. that. That's the that's what yeah. I remember. Yeah, he finally got it done, and I gotta say. <laughs> Uh, it's so ludicrous. It's brilliant. It's just, it's hilarious. I'm gonna read off the Netflix. It's up on Netflix. So I'm just gonna read real quick. It shows that it was came out 2007, um, featuring characters spitting hip hop verses instead of dialogue. This explosive urban drama charts the grueling day of young gangster Stick, played by Sticky Fingers, as he copes with his friends' deaths, runs from the police, and debates whether to ditch the game for good. Starring Omar Epps, Mackay Pfeiffer, Michael Rappaport, Fredro Starr, Faison Love, and Bokeem Woodbine. Yeah, it's a hated R. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a, the, well, I mean, Ernie, if you have to leave, go ahead and bounce out, man. Yeah, I, yeah, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta go, drop, fellas. I gotta drop off my, as my, uh, myself, man. The okay. Wifey and the baby are summoning me. I hear you, man. Thanks for coming yeah. through. All right, now. Okay. All right, guys. All right. See y'all later, man. Later. Peace. But yeah, this movie is probably the blueprint to black on black crime. <laughs> I mean, the, the the body count in this movie is so ridiculous. It's nothing but black people getting killed in this movie. So I mean, it's yay, yay, it's, black people it's getting wild. killed in the movie, yay. But <laughs> but the way it was shot and just the what they're doing—that's the part about it that you know is just I have to give it props for. Uh, the, <laughs> you have to see it. That's all I'm saying. Wow. A day in the life. Yeah. Uh, I saw that on the shelf. I was like, Beatles. ah. What was that? I said, this is this is not a day in the life from uh, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> this is if, you know, when I was watching this, I was like, I, I was like, you know what? Dr. Drainen would have, would have done this if they would have thought about it. Um, because remarkably, the music and the rapping is really good. And there's so many different styles that they do throughout. And there's so many non-rapper people that are doing the raps that are good. Like, there's even police officers played by a white, older white guy. <laughs> it's just fascinating. And um, the other cool part is it does have a, a making of featurette, which is really short. But you really can see that they literally had no budget and really just did it any way, any means necessary to get this movie done. Uh, you know, they show a few of the things as they as they tried to pull off by making this and I had to tip my hat to a sticky like man. Well you he heard was... it folks. If you like musicals like Orphan Annie, A Clockwork <laughs> Orange, Chicago, you'll love a day in the life. <laughs> yeah, if you like NWA and Too Short and BB four. Yeah. <laughs> so it's All right. All right. You heard it first. There you go. So yeah, I mean uh, uh, I know you weren't around for the last couple of shows, and if you had anything to add on the... Well, it's, it's fi- I, I would say that finally um, that the heat on Michael Jackson's immediate news is cooling down just a bit. Yeah. Uh, it's just a matter of talking about the bait, the children, and whether they're going to bury 
bury him, and I think things will cool off for a while. What I have heard uh, buzzing about is, could there be a Jackson family CD release and or a a, mu- a DVD or CD release of the memorial concert, which many people were taught was uh, got a lot of water cooler buzz the next day. Did you see Jermaine? Did you see Usher? Did you see you know uh, some of the musical performances stood out so well? And I also have heard a lot of buzz of you know Jermaine Jackson should consider putting out a jazz standards record since he did so well with Smile. Why not use it as a resurgence to go ahead and put out a record in a kind of a Natalie Cole unforgettable album? Or they may do a family tribute record and people would sing Michael's Michael's records sort of as the memorial was and ask people to come in. It could be logistically, it could be a nightmare because every record company has to get permission. And that's kind of the reason why you don't have a Motown 25 uh, yesterday, today, and forever out on the market because to get the license and the rights from Marvin Gaye's estate, Michael Jackson's estate, Diana Ross, Stevie Wonder, it's, it would cost so much for the rights to put that out that they just said, you know what, mm. I'm just never going to put the video out. And so it never got to see the light of day. And maybe the rights to do something like that with Usher and with all those artists up there may not, may not happen. And then why would you put it out? Nobody needs the money. I mean, Michael don't need the money. Who would get the money? Why? They're already billionaires, you know. So, but interesting um, to hear that buzzed about. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I just think now we're just seeing, you know, now the, the the industry of, you know, the legacy recordings is obviously kicking up really strong and probably will be for yeah. the rest of time. I saw the numbers for the as of last week. He had he was doing Michael Jackson's combined album sales in the United States. CNN was reporting 800,000 CDs sold mm-hmm. in the last week of you know total of you know all of his back back stuff, not including downloads and overseas sales and downloads. So yeah, and his uh, DVDs are selling really hot too. I know in Target they. Never carrying it, Michael. Stuff all of a sudden, all their shelves got the Bucharest tour and uh, I think History Volume Two or something like that. So yeah, everybody's in the feeding frenzy, <laughs> you know. Uh, shelf stock up with off the wall. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait personally. I'm gonna wait and get uh, get you know fill out the gaps of my NJ collection in another six months or so and. You know the feeding frenzy cools off because you can't really get a record right now unless you order it. And you're waiting, 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 waiting. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you know it's a funny thing, and I'm gonna really jump off course here, but I think it's a fascinating thing. I throw it in, and we talk about licensing and and those types of things. It was a huge uh, court battle that went down with uh, Warner Brothers versus the people. Uh, of the estate who uh, actually created Superman. And, uh, you know, we're really battling over monies from Smallville TV show and that last Superman movie. And the thing that they were really, they were fighting over was that since Warner Brothers and DC Comics are both owned by Time Warner, you know, any deals between those two companies is kind of, kind of, you know, 
kind of a little funny because how how can the two companies deal between themselves? Of course, they're going to give themselves the best rate possible or the lowest rate possible, uh, right, because it's all the same money. And so the family was like, you know, the licensing money that was paid between DC Comics and Time uh, uh, Warner Brothers is not as much money as it should have been because that's really the same company anyway. And they was like, if they pay a low licensing fee, then that affects how much money we get. Uh, and, and just, you know, when you think about it, there's a lot of instances like this, especially now when there's so many corporations who are consolidating into one major company and you have all these other little companies that own certain things and some of them control certain outlets to media. And so it was an interesting court case. The, the judge actually ruled, ruled that uh, the deal between the two companies, though it was low, wasn't unfair. Uh, but the the most shocking thing that was ruled in this was that come two well come 2013 the estate of the people who created Superman get all rights and all copyright ownership of Superman, which means nothing. Is that, is that a copyright expiration? That's when they get 100% control. Uh-huh, they haven't that. had that. They haven't had it for years. Uh, it's been split up between Warner Brothers, DC Comics, Time Warner, all this kind of stuff. So what that means is they get total control over it. Nothing can come out that they that they have to co-sign or get a cut of, get permission. Um, they also said, you know, if Warner Brothers doesn't produce a new Superman movie by 2011, they can just leave it. They, they're losing all rights to it, uh, which really forces their hand to try and make a big budget movie in the next year and a half. But was so I, I was just to me that's just like major because that's a a brand that everybody knows right and it's so closely tied in with Time Warner uh, that it'd be interesting to see you, you never know you could see I just theoretically you could see like the rival Marvel comics or you could see like a Microsoft or somebody just say hey what's a blank check we want Superman to be associated with this you know and it'd be very well, interesting. The other thing that could happen is because Warner Brothers has a history of turning over their corporate leadership year after year, there's always someone new up at Warner Brothers. And some people who run Warner Brothers, as we've read in Prince's biographies, have great relationships with creative people or, or, uh, or content owners. And some of them have a real sort of uh, take-no-prisoners attitude and have a horrible relationship with uh, content owners and and maybe at maybe if the timing is right, Warner Brothers can approach them once the ownership is transferred back to the estate. That maybe perhaps the estate will, uh, with with you know specific terms, offer administrative rights back to Warner Brothers, but not ownership. And so they have a they have a uh, a veto over what Warner Brothers plans to do. I mean, I'm sure Warner Brothers will present in either way. They're going to present their case of how we can make administrate the the Superman legacy just as we've done all along. It's always made a lot of money, and here's our yeah. I mean, they can, but they'll the be plan. they'll be in the running just like anybody else at this point. That's right. That's right. And yeah. maybe every year, maybe they will. That estate will handle a Superman entity much like Prince runs his own entity where you, 
you know, one year he's going to let Sony market him worldwide. The next year he may have Universal mm-hmm. market him worldwide. It's all up for grabs. Um, the year after it might be Clive Davis with J Records. So you never know who's going to have the right to launch something and for, for how long. And really, in the, in, in the business world we live in now, um, I don't blame the family um, stepping, to, stepping back to the, to the corporations in that way. You know, and the funny thing is all the corporations are going to do, they're going to find out who the most creative people are, and they're going to, they're going to with corporate piracy, they're going to take people from Warner Brothers and bring them to work at Microsoft and have the same people present <laughs> the same, you know, sort of ideas. So it's... Well, you know, uh, another thing, too, is it really speaks to, what, to me, why it seems a very lamb, 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 groundbreaking thing is that the argument was, on, especially on Warner's side, is that was a work for hire. You know, they created this concept working for us, so it's ours. And it really, really opens the door for a lot of different lawsuits for any type of, you know, something that's obviously a huge brand that somebody may have created while they were employed by somebody else to actually come back and say, hey, I actually, I, I should own the copyright on that. You know, 100%, regardless if I was working for this company or not. I mean, it really opens the door for a lot of stuff. You well, know, yeah, like, you know. I, th- I, I, I agree. I think that, you know, yes, Warner Brothers has created billions of dollars of uh, unique marketing concepts, which has um, taken the simple Superman illustration and, and storyline and created a, um, you know, a a global culture out of it uh, that does not give Warner Brothers the right to own it. You know, one could say that the black American music culture was marketed, you know, by corporate America time and time again, up and including Michael Jackson and Prince and Sammy Davis Jr. and basketball and rhythm and blues and rock and roll and reggae and so many other things that does not give the corporations ownership of the culture. And, and that's, it's very important that, um, that, the, that the, um, the parent or the person who invented something should own it. The, the artist should own their work. You know, um, it's very, that's a very, very important you know, weed that you never want pulled out of the ground, no matter how much flows from it. You know that's that's the that's the root. You know, so um, I applaud the family for staying vigilant on their on uh, on uh, what they intend to do in, in either case with the Superman um, and uh, legacy. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty pretty interesting. Um, just, it makes me wonder if, is there some way. Well, I guess it really depends on what you end up signing, what kind of contracts you sign, and, and obviously, you know, let's be stated here as well. This is a particular, particular different type of a case because uh, I believe Superman was probably over 50 years ago, <clears throat> as far as when it was created. So I'm not sure. I'm, I'm sure there's certain statutes of limitations on copyrights and how certain things work. Because uh, I was thinking, man, was this open the grounds for? Prince to try and argue that, but obviously he's signing contracts that particularly state this is what you're doing. This is a work for hire. You can't really go back on what he agreed to do. Um, uh, so that's well, you know, 
I mean, he does about, own the copyrights in his work. He just does own the masters, I suppose. That's the, that's the yeah. main thing. Like um, Sexy and Sack may know as a lawyer and probably will hopefully comment on the boards after hearing this show. Um, uh, work for, you know, after a certain amount of years, I believe a copyright does revert back to the author or the creator. So if it was made by an American artist and, and copyrighted in, under you know, United States copyright law, as opposed to if it was made in a, by a foreign, you know, an artist in a foreign country, I think, I believe it is 50 years for a copyright to be expired and revert back to, even if it was a work for hire, the ownership returns back to the author after a while. So basically, when you copyright something and you sign with a record company or a film company or a book company, they're licensing your work for, you know, a lifetime or, or half a lifetime. But um, I applaud any artist that, that is making an effort to revert control of their of their work or creation. Good year. All right. Well, we'll wrap this up here. Wow. Was it? This is definitely a great show. You have the commentary. You got some after talk. All right, so thank you all for listening. We will see you all next time. Peace. All right, Tricky. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.